Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Nature Notes with our natural friend Jim Gilbert brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the yard patio furniture. We'll talk to Jim coming up in uh, just seconds. Standing along here with uh, some birding tips from our friends Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner. They remind us to close up those purple martin houses to prevent sparrows and starlings from getting in there and clean out the bird baths, put out white millet to attract migrating birds, and please, they say, keep those bird feeders clean to prevent diseases. And the birds, boy, they love that seed from Cardinal Corner because it is the freshest. They'll help you choose the right seed, too, to attract the birds you want to attract from. One-pound bag to 50-pound bags. They have custom mixes. And have you subscribed to their online newsletter yet? Their monthly newsletter. It's free. Get online, cardinalcorner.com. The good folks there are open seven days a week. Stop in. See Lee and Pam. They're in West St. Paul, uh, Butler and South Robert. Uh, Amy's at the Newport Center location. Cardinal Corner. Open seven days a week. Check out those stores. You'll have plenty to browse through, I guarantee it. Cardinal Corner. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. It is officially 27, uh, I'm 29 degrees now, 29. 29, yeah. okay. We've got, I'm writing that down. We've got 28 degrees here. It's getting light. Um, just a few clouds, southeast breeze here on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. The sun will be rising at 7.37, and it will set tonight at 6.18. So today in the Twin Cities and area, we will have 10 hours, 41 minutes of daylight. We are losing daylight at the rate of 3 minutes per day and have lost 21 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. And four hours and 55 minutes is the total daylight loss since the summer solstice on June 21st, when we had 15 hours and 36 hours of daylight, or 36 minutes rather, 15 hours, 36 minutes of daylight. We still have one hour and 55 minutes of daylight to lose by December 21st, the winter solstice, and the first day of astronomical winter in the northern hemisphere today october 21st we have uh, the same amount of daylight as last february 19th the normal high today is 56 normal low is 38 records for today october 21st in the twin cities high get this one 88 (laughs) <laughs> that was set 71 years ago, 1947, 88 was a high. Record low, only 16. That was set 105 years ago in 1913. The most precipitation that's fallen on the Twin Cities on record, uh, 1894, 124 years ago, 1.76 inches. And the most snow on record, 
1.4 inch. That was in the year 2002. We're three days away from the full moon, that, and that's called the gibbous moon. It's set this morning at 4.06. Danny was probably on his way to work. Or maybe but, even here already. Oh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, checking out what you need to That's do. That's right. But this um, near, uh, you know, three days from full moon will rise uh, this late afternoon, 524. Our next full moon is this coming Wednesday, October 24th. We still have the illuminated woods that John Burroughs uh, and by the way, there's a John Burroughs school in, in the city of Minneapolis, I was reminded here uh, last last Sunday. But anyway, we still have the illuminated woods that John Burroughs, the renowned American naturalist and writer, described from rural New York in the 1800s. Here in the greater Twin Cities area and to the west and south of here, many native Sugar maple trees display golden yellow, burnt orange, and reds. There's still beautiful golden yellow foliage on eastern cottonwood trees. And a few sumacs and red osier dogwood shrubs continue to show red leaves. In addition to the native trees and shrubs and vines, there are introduced woody plants such as Boston ivy. Now, Boston ivy vines are seen on the sides of schools and churches and other buildings uh, with foliage that turns red. Boston ivy is native not to Boston, but to Korea, Japan, and eastern and northern China. I don't, I don't, I couldn't find out exactly when it was brought to the USA, but it was, you know, probably close to a couple hundred years ago. There's another one, winged euonymus also called the burning bush, also native to Korea, Japan, and parts of China. Now, these shrubs have brilliant rose-red leaves, and they really, uh, you really notice them in neighborhoods. And then there are maple uh, cultivars uh, displaying deep reds. There's a number of different names uh, of, of these cultivars. The tamarack, or eastern larch tree, is a native conifer in Minnesota. It has cones and clusters of needle-like leaves. They are common in central and northern Minnesota bogs, but will also grow in our yards. Um, This particular conifer uh, turns smoky gold, and the needles drop off by late October. Now these tamarack trees glow golden yellow to what we call smoky gold, and they're just beautiful. My sister-in-law, Nancy Gilbert, from Lake George, that's located seven miles east of Itasca State Park, said that the tamaracks in the boggy end of the lake are very showy right now. And so is the one uh, we planted in our yard here in Waconia uh, many years ago. It's just beautiful now, and others too in the neighborhood. Farmers throughout much of CCO land have been busy combining corn and soybeans uh, this weekend. Apple growers are picking late-season varieties such as Harrelson, Regent, Fireside, and Keepsake. Rutabagas 
have been sweetened up from frost. They can now be dug for excellent eating. Since garden roses are damaged when the temperature drops below 20 degrees Fahrenheit, the best and safest method for protecting them is complete soil cover. This is what happens to the garden rose at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. Both common and narrow-leaf cattails are shedding, well, millions and millions of, of fuzzy seeds into the wind, especially yesterday when it was so windy. Duckweeds continue to look green on pond surfaces. Minnesota and upper Midwest lakes have begun turning over. Each lake is circulating. Um, they're approximately 50 degrees throughout now, and oxygen is again returned to the depths and nutrients to the surface area during this fall overturn. The lakes will continue turning over and cooling down till they reach 39 degrees. And that's the point when water is the most dense. So once it hits 39 degrees throughout the entire lake, then it's possible on a cold morning or a cold day for a skim of ice to start forming on the on the top. The information on sunrise and sunset, weather history, astronomy, phenology, that's what I've been talking about just last couple of minutes, um, that is available in the Freshwater Society's Minnesota Weather Guide environment calendars. The 2019 editions of both the wall and engagement calendars are now available in many book, gift, and wild bird stores throughout Minnesota, uh, such as um, Bruce's Foods in Wyoming, Minnesota, Card and Party Shop in Virginia, Minnesota, and Cardinal Corner, which Denny just mentioned, West St. Paul and Newport. The 2019 Minnesota Weather Guide calendars can be ordered online at freshwater.org. I bet a lot of people from out of town uh, who who maybe lived here or still maybe winter elsewhere love that uh, labor of love there, that calendar. They do. They do. I've been been part of it for 42 years. That's hard to believe. I know. I started when I was pretty young. Ten. (laughs) Yes. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's a great. It's just a great calendar. It's it's you know it's a calendar and an almanac. It's yeah. it's just really neat. Yeah. Beautiful photographs too. I have several reports, but maybe we should talk about by the art. It's getting light, and I can look out and I can see ours. And you can see your by the art furniture looking as new as ever, even though it's yeah. a few years old, many years <laughs> old. A lot of yeah. uh, you, you bring up a good point, uh, Jim. A lot of folks are maybe closing out the cabin uh, if they're lucky they have one putting away their patio furniture, but you, you and I don't have to do that. And no. if you get by the art furniture, you never have to do that. It, it doesn't matter the weather, uh, and it's very substantial. And, I mean, if you have to put a, your furniture away, then we have all these, like we're having today and tomorrow, some real nice fall weather, and there's no place There's no place to sit. Uh, so get by the art furniture. In fact, Jim and I recommend you, you either uh, or both get to their showroom down 169 near Jordan or visit ByTheYard.net because you can take advantage of those 2018 prices and buy that Buy the Art furniture today. Well, maybe not literally today, but soon. Hmm. But you don't have to have it delivered. They'll hang on to it for you and uh, get it whenever you want it delivered. 
next spring. Or you can have it delivered and use it as a snow gauge like James <laughs> and I do. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, they'll, as I said, they'll hold on to it. Uh, but, yeah, Jim, that's a great idea. Uh, get, a, get on the web, buytheyard.net. After Jim's show, a lot of folks hop on that web to get that free color catalog. But do visit the showroom Jim and I tell you about every week. It's just a gorgeous, huge showroom with lots of great ideas. All right, here's the website again, buytheyard.net. You're going to love that furniture like Jim and I do. <laughs> the other day, uh, a man was delivering fuel oil to our home, and and um, he uh, he said, is this the furniture he's looking right at that I hear you talk about on Sunday mornings on the radio? And I said, this is it. That is it. Now, what color is yours again? Green, right? Ours is all green. Okay. But, but he, he was actually looking at, at um, a table setting down in our driveway that we're storing for our son, Christian, who's be moving into a different home soon. <laughs> so he, he says, you even have it in your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we once in a while we've taken it. I think you have too, taken it inside the house and used oh, it sure. in there. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. What else do you have in your nature notebook? Well, um, Mary Brislance from Lutzen and her grandkids Will and Aubrey from Duluth this past week saw streams of migrating American crows heading down the north shore of Lake Superior. Also on the North Shore, there are still a good number of golden yellow leaves on quaking aspens and paper birch trees. They're kind of the last ones to to drop their leaves. In the Lutz and Grand Marais area, um, the native mountain ash trees have bright red clusters of fruit. American robins are eating some of the fruit now, and both cedar waxwings and bohemian waxwings should arrive soon. Uh, to eat some of their share of the fruit. Mary Brislance uh, spotted the first migrating snow buntings just this past Friday, October 19th, and she said that an eastern chipmunk is still coming to her feeding station. That was as of yesterday. I know it's the same thing, too. We have one coming to our feeding station yet, and I was walking yesterday. I, I um, heard one uh, monking. They make this chipping sound, this monkey sound, so the name chipmunk comes out of that. Heard it monkeying in the in the forest. Our son Christian called me from the beach at Pensacola, Florida, this past Friday, October nineteenth, to tell me he was he watched several migrating monarch butterflies heading west along the shore. The butterflies, no doubt, are on their way to the wintering site in the Michi- in the Mexican state of. Michoacan, where they congregate in and on selected trees on the mountainsides. In, in, in this area, it's just, uh, well, I'd say just, but it's west of Mexico City. I've never been there, but several of my friends have had a chance to visit. And, of course, we were the ones, uh, two, two students and myself uh, tagged one that was the first one found in the wintering site. This was many years ago. Larry Burr from Faribault had a late ruby-throated hummingbird coming to his sugar water feeders up to and including Wednesday, October 17th. He continues to feed at least five eastern bluebirds. Three come at close to 8 a.m. and five come, he doesn't know if it's, it's three and plus two others or five new ones, come close to four 
p.m. Uh, each, you know, that's each afternoon, and they come for mealworms. Yesterday, Keith Radel observed two groups of eastern bluebirds, one of four and another group of five between Northfield and Faribault. He did hear them singing and calling. Lisa and Tom Bovers from Faribault report, the last ruby-throated hummingbird was seen at their sugar water feeder this past Tuesday, October 16th. But they left the feeder up, and yesterday, that's four days later, yesterday, October 20th, a new migrating ruby-throated hummingbird arrived, and they saw it coming to the feeder at least twice. Maybe it's still there today. We'll hey, see. Jim, speaking of that, we just got yeah. a text from Larry in St. Paul, Nature Notes, St. Paul, hummingbird on my feeder, 1017. So, okay. Uh, yeah. October 17th, St. Paul. Yep. Late hummingbird. Very good. You know, these, these little guys, I mean, it, it takes 140 of them to equal a pound. That's amazing. I know. And, and they do not hitchhike on the backs of Canada geese. <laughs> so anyway, they've got to make it to Mexico or beyond, or in sometimes just the extreme southern part of Texas, but they got to make it on their own. Uh, let's see, i got to get back to Lisa and Tom Bovers from Faribault. On Thursday, with a high temperature of about 70, Tom Bovers was at Riverbend Nature Center in just on the edge of Faribault, saw an active garter snake out sunning, lots of banded woolly bear caterpillars on the move, box elder bugs sunning themselves. And then early in the evening at Riverbend Nature Center, he saw a late migrating common nighthawk and two chimney swifts. And uh, Friday evening, he saw one chimney swift and a black-crowned night heron there at Riverbend Nature Center. And yesterday, um, Lisa and Tom saw several white giant puffballs. So they're still nice and white, but they, they did find some some that had turned brown, that means they're ready to shed their spores. Val Rukamina and his wife from Hopkins, uh, Minnetonka area, drove along the St. Croix River to Taylor's Falls this past Thursday, the 18th, and report the fall colors were still really nice. On the Wisconsin side, they saw many sandhill cranes in recently combined, combined corn and soybean fields in the Cushing Lock area south of Grantsburg. Ray and Marlene Simon, who live near the Cannon River on the edge of Northfield, report seeing 18 bird species at their feeding station the last few days, including lots of dark-eyed juncos, white-throated sparrows, American goldfinches and mooring doves, and a single red-breasted nuthatch and a juvenile rose-breasted grosbeak. Not coming to their feeding station, but in their yard where a couple dozen cedar waxwings eating juniper berries, and several eastern bluebirds. A pair perched on one of their nesting boxes and some on utility wires, and they were singing and calling. And Diane and Dave Herring live near Waterville, report that their soybeans were combined this past Thursday, the 18th, and David, after that, would cut the lawn on, on Friday. And on Monday, the 15th, they had lots of migrating robins in their yard, and yesterday, hundreds of noisy, migrating common grackles. And I yesterday I heard red-winged blackbirds out here singing. It sounded like the sound of 
you know, March when they come back. Yeah. Like spring. It's a great <laughs> sound. I love that sound. Yeah. I remember. I well, too. I guess we're out of time, Jim. Yes. So uh, come back again next week. We'll see what this week's weather has in store for us. I think it's going to be an okay. We'll have a look at that forecast in a moment. But let's you and I talk next week. Okay. Look forward to it. Have a good week. Thank Bye you, Jim. Now. Nature Notes back next Sunday here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.